You're listening to More Than Talk, where each week we speak with faith-filled individuals who are influencing the world around them. As you hear their story, we know that you'll not only be inspired, but you'll be challenged to do more than just talk. Hi, I'm Rebecca Proud, and today I'm hosting identical twins Becca Marissa, who are fashion and lifestyle influencers based in Melbourne, Australia. Their love affair with fashion, home and styling started from a young age and has flourished into what we know today as Twice Blessed. Both have completed their BA in business, have worked in fashion and social media marketing in London and Melbourne, and have set up their own social media agency, TB Digital. Twice Blessed started in 2014 and the twins have continually grown their skills and knowledge in this ever-changing industry throughout the years. Their style is minimal, modern and versatile and their credentials have seen them work with top brands from all over the world. Beck and Marissa have a large influence when it comes to their industry and this is something we'll chat about in today's episode. We are all called to have an influence in our workplace and in our relationships, but what exactly does that look like? Well, join me for the next few moments alongside Becca Marissa and we'll find out. Please enjoy the podcast. Hi ladies, so good to have you join us for today's episode. Thank you for having us. It's very exciting. I'm so excited to chat with you. Now, I think I've known you for what, 20 years it's I, been a really long I time. I would say so. I would say so. It's been a very, very long journey we've been friends for. Oh, my goodness. Time has gone so fast. Uh, but for those in our community that don't know you, maybe to start us off, why don't you share a bit about yourselves? So um, I'm Marissa. I've got Beck here as well. We're identical twins. Um, and we are fashion bloggers, lifestyle bloggers from the page Twice Blessed. We've been running that for probably about almost seven years now. We're coming into our seventh year, so it's quite um, prominent, the year we're coming into. Um, we're both recently married. I've been married, Marissa, for just over a year, and Beck's it's been... coming on like eight, eight months. Eight months, I think. So we're both recently married. We are neighbours. <laughs> we live next door to each other. Um, Can I just ask a question? Yes. Yeah. Um, what is the longest period of time um, that you have been apart in your entire life? Ooh. I think so. Marissa moved to London back in 2014. 2014. Yeah. Uh, so I think she was gone for about nine months yeah. in total. And I was meant to fly over for Christmas, but I had crippling flight anxiety at the time. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to fly you home for Christmas. And so I flew Marissa home. So yeah, but I think nine months was the longest we've been apart. It was a very weird season. It felt like living without a limb. I developed yeah. quite bad anxiety from that, like separation anxiety from yeah. that. Um, just by default, that being with my twin. Mm. So that's the longest bit apart. But like, and now we're neighbours. But not that we, <laughs> we can spend time apart and we don't, we're not in each other's pocket, but yeah. we just enjoy spending time like anyone would with their best friend. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, girls, let's get into things. We want to unpack in today's episode what it looks like to have an influence. Mm. So firstly, tell me, I know you touched on this before, but what are you both doing for work? What does your job look like at the moment? So for work, at the moment, it's very different to what it was, I guess, pre-COVID because our industry is very events-based. A lot of that's changed, Mm -hmm. but that's still fine. We've learned to adapt. And so at the moment, obviously, we are primarily fashion-based, but at the moment, because we are kind of in lockdown at home, we're doing a lot more interior styling and um, DIY projects at home. We just painted our house, the facade recently which is great um but we touch on i guess fashion lifestyle we do social Mm. media management as well for a few clients creating content for them but that's kind of us in a nutshell yeah and this week we've just been doing content we've got we're shooting an amazing paid job with one of our favorite brands today this afternoon as well 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's really a lot of photos, a lot of content, um, a lot of editing, a lot of consulting with um, different fashion and lifestyle brands about their own marketing and social media strategies. I mean, our background is in marketing. That's what our degree mm-hmm. is in. Um, so we kind of see us as, as creative marketers, I guess. So we have yeah. a creative eye for fashion and like those kind of like nice details, but kind of root it back to marketing and that kind of knowledge as well. And it all comes under the umbrella of Twice Blessed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And how did Twice Blessed start? Where did it all begin? Oh, Back in the old days. I know. So we, um, <laughs> as Marissa mentioned, we studied marketing. So while at university, we were working in retail. I was working at Sassenbyte. And actually, we both work at Sassenbyte. And um, we had a lot of clients and customers. We had a lot of VIP clients. And Dad was like, oh, why don't you start like a website to sell product? Because people love how you dress. And at church everyone was like i love what you're wearing where should i buy my jeans can i buy your shoes and we kind of thought well people like how we dress let's create something and dad's like do a website and we were like nah, not really a website mm. so we're like let's do a blog because back then we liked our personal style and it was really fun it was yeah. much more eclectic than it is now mm-hmm. much more colorful yeah. but we started twice blessed back then um just to document our own fashion our own personal style and as a way to build our marketing portfolio for when we went into the workforce after university. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just skyrocketed and spiraled. We were the only duo or like twins on the market, on the market, <laughs> in the social media field at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And that really helped differentiate us from the competition and other people out there. And back then it was really easy to grow. I think we grew like 10,000 followers in like six months, not even six months. Mm-hmm. Um, good times. Good times. Um, huge. But yeah, that's kind of where it started. And it's amazing to see where Twice Blessed is today. And I know you have a huge following on Instagram. What actually is your reach? How many people are you currently connecting with? So if you just purely numbers based, obviously um, we've got 148,000 followers on our Instagram page. It fluctuates from day to day because, you know, it's algorithm. algorithm. Um, but we also have a TikTok platform, Facebook platforms, um, and people who subscribe to our blog as well. So it does vary, but it's a roughly around the 148,000, 150,000 follower mark, yeah. um, which is a crazy amount to think if you can think about the MCG wouldn't fit all those people yeah. in there. Yeah. That's a weird thought. Oh, it's such a big reach and platform and with such an influence, what would you say has been one of your biggest challenges? I think it's changed over the years. When we first started, blogging wasn't, and social media wasn't really um, a job, I could say. So I think a lot of our peers, even just like friends and stuff, didn't really take us seriously. And that was quite challenging. Yeah, even not not even our peers, but like um, people who are older than us who didn't take us seriously because we were young and we were self-employed in fashion. And people were like, oh, what do you really know with our marketing knowledge? And then we weren't really taken seriously with our, I guess, our brains and aspect. We were just like, oh, you're just influencers taking pretty photos. And that still happens today, but not, not as, as much. much. I think because we've been doing this for six, seven years and the influencer industry has grown so much since we started that now it actually is considered a full-time job and it is more um, taken seriously. But I think now our challenge definitely is, you know, being Christian and very public with our faith, navigating that in this current um, media landscape is challenging but in a good way it's a good challenge um it enables us to think and be on our toes and be discerning what we're saying and when absolutely and have and it's taught us to have more grace for people and to be more empathetic and more compassionate and to really like remind ourselves who jesus says we are and to help give that to other people Mm. but that is quite challenging especially in this current climate Yeah, and I think something I've noticed about you girls is you kind of overcome the stereotype of what people think a Christian is. They put a Christian in this tiny little box as this sheltered bubble 
conservative person and you break out of that box, which is incredible. Can I ask how your faith has had an impact on what you do? Um, well, I think from the start, it's everything we do. I think when we, as we look ourselves as people, individuals, like our faith is intrinsically linked into our DNA. It's who we are um, on a really deep level. So when we started Twice Less or even started thinking about doing a business together, we couldn't ignore our faith because it's the only thing that's important in our life. So when we started Twice Blessed from the start, we knew that even from the name, God gave us that name because it was what was declared over our lives as kids. Mum was always like, when because obviously we're twins, everyone's like, oh, double trouble to mum. And she was like, no, twice the blessing. And from then that really proclaimed yeah. that over our life that we mm. were twice the blessing. Mm. And so that was such a natural thing to call our name, our business Twice Blessed because God had called and claimed that over us. So yeah, and, special. And since then, like that was really from the starting point, that was really a mantle of God's anointing over our yeah. business because it was his from the start. And um, it's always, I mean, it's, we still ch- are challenged daily with it, but it's its living with an open hand policy and it's always been God's. So everything we do, all the conversations we have come through the lens of what Jesus would do. And that can be very challenging at times. We've had to say no to so many different clients and different brands because of they didn't resonate with us um, in a spiritual sense or just conflicted with our faith mm. beliefs. Um, and we've said no to lots of money because of yeah. it as well. And that's okay because we know that this is God's business. We're honouring him with everything we do with it as well. Yeah. Wow. And you're standing on your convictions, yes. yeah. which is great to see. And I think it's so important for our community to just know what it looks like to be a Christian and have influence in our workplace and in our relationships. And Marissa, I might ask you this question. Why do you think it's important for Christians to be influential? I think the easiest answer is because Jesus was. Um, mm. It's important because Jesus mm-hmm. was influential. He commanded a crowd, mm. and that is so important. If we are meant to be Christ-like and Christ-like ambassadors and following him, then whatever that, whatever capacity that may be to, we are called to be influential. Mm. We are called to be ground shakers and movers in the industry because we've been challenged in our spirit to do so um it doesn't you don't need to have thousands of followers to be influential if you have a community around your friends and family you can be influential Mm -hmm. to those people and i think as well i think the way we see influential is um changing culture and i think the culture we live in now is can be so far from gospel and so far from what jesus wanted and this ideal work that he you know originally created that we are essentially just changing culture around us by being who jesus called us to be yeah and regardless we have yeah an amazing platform but even if you had jesus only had 12 followers so i mean you don't need to have this massive platform to be influential in the in the space you're in so i think if you've picked up the cross and follow jesus you are called to be influential in whatever capacity you can be yeah so true. And the dictionary defines influence as the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. In your particular industry with fashion and marketing, Beck, what does it look like to have a Christian influence in that industry? It's actually quite funny thinking about this question. It's, it reminds me of when Marissa was working mm. at church back in the day, what, seven years ago, six yeah, years ago, ago, with you, Beth. With me. Yeah, actually before, <laughs> My assistant. Yes, before Twice Less started and I was working full-time in retail. And I remember there was a few comments of interning at the time. a then, few actually. people at church hmm. saying that I was a less Christ- Christian twin because I wasn't working at church. Which is um, so silly. Which like, is so silly. Yeah, and also ridiculous. It, it cut me so deep and it made me feel so less than. And I remember praying about it. I'm like, God, why don't you want me to have a desire to work at church? 
And I remember specifically he said, because your ministry will be in your work. And, yeah, so cool. and I remember thinking, like, I don't know what that means, God. And he's like, your ministry will be in your work and you'll find out why. And then looking back now, that is why. And I remember now I feel so blessed that our ministry mm. is connecting with people. Even though some days mm. we don't feel like we're doing a lot or, God, what are we really doing? We're just posting photos of our outfits or replying to DMs or being goofy on Instagram stories. But when we sit back and remind ourselves we're building a community, we're building a community who love each other and who are encouraging and edifying and we love building relationships and when i remind myself that i'm like wow god we actually are doing mm. your will and we yeah. we are in our ministry and it reminds me of we actually last year i think mm. we got a message from one of our followers one of our followers and she was like hey girls this is super random but um i just wanted to reach out to you i used to go to uni with you at swimmer back in 2010 and i remember when i first met you i was so jealous of you girls because you were always so happy and confident and you dressed so well. And I was just, I felt, made me really angry and made me feel really bad about myself. I felt really insecure and jealous and I didn't know why. She's like, over the years I've had gone on my own journey and recently I've found Christ and accepted him mm. to my heart. And she's like, it's made me realize why I was so envious of you girls because you had Jesus in you. She's like, your light Amazing. shone so bright and it made me feel uncomfortable so in, myself. It yeah. made me feel so inadequate in myself that I wanted to search to find what you guys had. And we were shocked, I think, receiving that. I'd never, even back in university, we weren't upstanding Christians. We were just you know, teenagers. 20, 19. Who is an upstanding yeah. Christian? <laughs> right. you know what I mean? like, we were like 19 year olds at uni, still yes. going out, still drinking, whatever. So we're being silly. We're being, kids. being young, young adults. And still for us to have that level of influence where someone recognizes Jesus in us and us just being ourselves, it really took me back because I'm like, wow, without even realizing that we are examples of Christ to people who do not know him. And then how much more so now with this platform, platform. we have now, we have, we, we carry it as a heavy responsibility and heavy burden that we have the responsibility of potentially reaching thousands of people and we always see every single follower as a person needs to be touched by the love of Christ. So yeah. it's not just like, oh, look at our followers. Like every per- it's a person. Yeah. And they deserve to know yeah. who Jesus is in their life. Yeah. We're just so blessed that we can call ourselves ambassadors for Jesus because that's what we are every day. We take on that badge of like, I'm an ambassador for Jesus. And yes, you know, sometimes you slip up or sometimes you say the wrong thing. But at the end of the day, we're, like I said, we're carrying the cross and we're doing, just being ourselves, but Jesus in us to other people, which yeah. is such an amazing blessing and privilege. Yeah, it is. I love that. And we all want to have some sort of influence. I mean, as Christians, Jesus' last command was to go into all the world and make disciples. In other words, to have an influence. And a question I want to ask you both is, how can we as Christians become influential? Because I know you've mentioned to me, even over the years, that you don't climb over others to grow. You don't put others down. You're not chasing position, which is what we see so often. And as yeah. Christians, we live by a completely different set of values. So how can we grow in our influence? I think what we were talking about this earlier, like it's not necessarily a certain thing. Like it's just a bit more like Jesus. And to people who are in your life who may not know Christ or may come from different walks of life or different backgrounds or different opinions, it's about being more like God and mm-hmm. being more humble and having more compassion, having mm. more empathy for people's situations and just learning. I think the best thing that we can do as Christians to be more influential in our communities or our groups or our friends is to understand their situation. Mm, yes. It helps us relate to them better, helps us be more empathetic or compassionate or help whatever way we can yeah and i think leading on from that um 
it is being unashamed about your faith as well and, and having strong convictions. That's really important. There's nothing worse than you, if you meet someone who's got really wishy-washy convictions because it's kind of like, what are you standing for? Mm. And I think mm. um, Beck and I would not rather... Not being super political no, about no, everything. It's not, but I think having strong convictions is very, can be um, very, very rare in this generation. Especially in our industry. Especially in our industry. So I think um, standing up for what you believe in and understanding why you believe that is really important. And then also as well, understanding that you are in your own lane. doesn't matter what the person next to you is doing. We are running our own race. And yes, someone else may have, in our, in our case, 300,000 followers and doing this. It's not about that. It's God's mm. given us what we have to honor that. Like similar to God giving us the talents. If we're good and we steward that talent well, he'll, he'll, we'll get more yeah. of steward it well. Yeah. And I think just understanding that and understanding that promotion comes from God, not from man. Like we could, mm. there's been so many times recently we haven't been invited to events that we, by our own merit as our work ethic, we should be invited to, but we haven't been. And God's challenge are saying, mm, it's not a man who's going to be promoting you. It's going to be me who's promoting you. And that's yeah. a really reassuring fact that regardless of how, in quotation marks, popular, we want to look to the world. I wouldn't rather be popular for Jesus. That's more important yeah. to us. And that's what we try and always focus on, making God famous. It's not about us, it's about Jesus. And mm. once you have that lens, um, it doesn't matter about the promotion you get in the world. Mm. All you're doing is for the glory of Christ. And that's the most important thing we can do. Yeah. So true. And I love how you treat one another and you treat your clients as well. I've recently been reading How to Win Friends and Influence People, a very popular book, which I'm sure many of our listeners have read. But this one quote stood out to me and it says, Benjamin Franklin, tactless in his youth, became so diplomatic, so adroit to handling people that he was made American ambassador to France. The secret of his success, or in our case, influence, was that he said, I will speak ill of no man and speak all the good I know of everybody. And I think that is just such a powerful example of how we can be an influence, the way we treat one another. And as you even said, be authentic in your faith, be authentic in your relationships by encouraging people and even calling out the best in them. And I think that would just dramatically determine the impact and the influence that we have on others. So you've already shared so much gold already, but what would your advice be to people that are Christians and are wanting to extend their influence, not just in their business or their career, but in their own personal world and in their relationships? What would it look like for them? So this actually just came to me because it reminded me of when I did like a premarital counseling with my counselor and she shared this nugget with me and I was like, dang, this is so true. <laughs> She's like, Beck, understand that Christians stink. They either... People are either attracted to their stink or repelled by their stink. People either like, oh my gosh, they are so beautiful and I'm just obsessed with this person why I love them so much. Or they're like, I'm not about this smell. It's too much for me. And when I realized that I could relate to people in my life that I was like, this person doesn't like me. Why? Because they oppose me or they, they think I stink. I'm <laughs> and so it's like, once I learned that it helped me have grace for people and it helped me to learn how to treat people, obviously with grace for everyone, but to learn, okay, these people, this, this group of people may not be super attracted to how we smell as Christians, how we act as Christians, mm. but I'm going to still offer them an abundance of grace because that's what God called me to do. Yeah. And I think treating how I, that's how I see people now through mm. a lens of like, do they think I stink? <laughs> and my, and having discernment, I can just tell that now. Mm. I can tell this person doesn't really like the way I'm yeah. about, but yes. that's okay. I'll still give them grace. I'll still love on them because that's what God like, Jesus tells us to do. And I think another thing that really helps us, especially um, continue to 
push to grow our influence is not caring what people yeah. think. Yeah. That's really important. The fear of man is so prevalent in yeah. anything, especially if they have different opinions to you. Yeah. Being Christian, and a lot like, of people have different opinions to us. So like we live for an audience of one. That's Christ. That's Christ. So I think realizing and recognizing you can't please anyone. You're not meant to. Christ didn't. Um, that we just have to. We just, to be honest, we don't care. To give two hoots mm. if someone doesn't like us to be Christian. Mm-hmm. Good for you. That's great. I'll just keep doing me because I know who's on my side and I know that I'm living for Christ and he's called me to something. Be mm. passionate and be, like, just be really uh, audacious in that and just keep running towards it because that's when you're going to get yeah. influence. And if you find that people are against you or there are hurdles that are blocking you, you just know you're doing the right thing because the enemy's trying to stop you. Mm. You know, if you find that people who are trying to get you down or push you down, you just know that the enemy's working really hard because mm. but God works harder. Yeah, exactly. So I think just continue in your pursuit, whatever you're doing. Um, to honour God because that's when you're going to gain influence mm. and that's the most important thing we've learned that mm. we just continue trying to like implement day to day and I think yeah. that's so important not fearing man or what man thinks and the people around us and someone once said to me this was years ago that it's not so much about not caring what people think it's about not being afraid of what people think because I think when we don't care it comes across as this sort of guarded attitude whereas when we're not afraid of what people think and the differences and the diversity uh, that's really when we can walk in freedom well ladies thank you so much for joining us today it's just such a joy to see all that God's doing in and through you and I love how bold you are in your faith but also how hardworking and committed you are to the vision that you have and I honestly believe that this is just the beginning so we are cheering you on and I'm sure we'll be catching up soon thank you so much thank Beck. you so much for having us bye, bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of More Than Talk. If you know of anyone that's making a difference in their world, we would love to have them on the podcast. So please message us via Instagram at morethantalk underscore podcast. We also would love for you to join our community. So follow us, subscribe, leave a review and share this podcast around as we believe these stories will not only inspire, but challenge us to do more than just talk.